0: Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up on the show, we've got Aaron Rodgers back in the news, speculation about his future. We will investigate all of it. We've also got a coaching rumor out there involving one guy on a team who's looking to make a playoff and Super Bowl push. We've got Bob Stoops mania back in Norman, Oklahoma as they get it done. We've got a coach angry at the opposing band. We've got bizarre sound from the New York Giants and their meeting. We've got injury updates from around the NFL, and we've got the news with Brady Quinn. All of it is yours coming up on the Thursday edition of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio.
1: Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: Yeah. That's right. You're a hustler, baby LeVar.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You're a hustler, Brady.
2: Yeah, yes. Uh,
3: I'm am I? I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'd fall into that category. I,
2: I don't I don't even know, oh, uh, I don't oh. even know the song. Well you know. hustling is is just getting out there and working, you know. So yeah, you're a hustler, Brady. It's real out here,
0: man. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll it's real that. out here. Yeah. yeah. It's
3: yeah. uh it's too Some pros. people
2: make hustling uh, you know, kinda negative, but it's it's a positive term. <laughs> if if used correctly I, in the right I, can, context, it's, it's can a good I term. can
3: I be honest with you? Yeah. Um, it, like, hustling, it, it's like what you want in basketball, right? Like, isn't that the one thing they're
2: like, hey, hustle, hustle. Yeah, no, hustle. No
3: other sport have I heard the phrase hustle from a coach other than basketball. They Why say is hustle that?
2: to the ball, though, in football. Well, yeah,
3: I haven't played defense since high school. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so, just saying, like, yeah, I, like I was thinking about it? all the sports and not, like, no one else do hear hustle but in, like, a, a basketball arena or in a basketball gym. True, you know? and sports. Sports term. What, what
0: do yes. they call it? What is it yeah. in football? A grinder. They're just. Well, a, they're just a grinder. Get a go?
2: dog. It get Well, get after that. I mean, get after it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. That got awkward. Yeah, that's Anyways, I said. Yeah, I mean, never, uh, you know, I just, I didn't know if we could Thursday. say,
0: yeah, I didn't know if we could say grinder because uh, Gruden's Grindr is from back in the day, but uh, you know, he's uh, not been uh, heard of. Uh, yeah. I've never
2: heard now. of grinders.
0: No, I mean, you guys don't, don't hang know. out in the same clubs I do apparently. I've heard of Trisha. Well,
3: yeah. No, we Trisha's. definitely do not yeah, hang it's, out uh, in it's, club or social it's, media apps or we
2: don't, we don't go to the blue oyster club, you know, yeah, blue oyster club.
3: We're not hanging out in the same section of the metaverse that you are there That's <laughs> true too. I,
0: I listen, I, I've heard a lot about this metaverse stuff. I, I don't get it. I just don't understand. Is
3: this just the Sims? Is that what this is? Uh, it, like,
0: it is, right? Like you're just making up stuff. Like you're just building in things a digital world. that don't exist. Yeah. And then
3: people are trying to charge for real estate there, for for NFTs, it's like, <laughs> That's you know, true. I I but, mean are we just are we are we anticipating that? we're all going to live in these like self-isolated pods where we can't go outside and, that, and we can only live in a digital world? So that's, that's essentially how we're going to have to live in the future? Is, is, that, is that what they're saying? Is real life
0: that bad? I mean, no, is it really that people. bad? I mean, come for on, people, for Christ's it, it sake, go take a be. walk. Go take a walk, go hey. to a park, put your phone down, losers. I mean, don't, don't during this show. You need to hear the show. So I want to make sure on the iHeartRadio app you've got the phone on. But after this show, you can figure it out on your own.
2: Well, you can put your phone down because you have uh, those headphones that are wireless. You that's know, a good point. These days. Yeah. Yeah. We, you still put your phone down. Just turn the show
0: on. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. <laughs> that's how you start a sports talk radio oh, show. Geez. Oh. Uh, it is uh, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock. Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, look, it's the, uh, a couple of years ago, it was the Dak Prescott contract extension that carried us over through a pandemic that got us through a lot of things and a lot of slow times when we didn't want to talk about NBA or a potential strike in baseball or something like that that was popping up on the sports calendar and and in the headlines. And and so we've got our new Dak Prescott-ish contract extension conversation, and that's the future of Aaron Rodgers and how this whole thing is going to play out. Green Bay is the number one seed in the NFC. A lot of people feel the best team in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers' future is still up in the air, but he did discuss his plan and how quick a decision would be made after the season yesterday with the media. I'm just savoring this year, I think, as much as anything. And it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season with with brian and mark and russ and coaching staff and uh, and then make a decision at some point uh, you know i'm not going to hold the team back from anything and, and and once i commit and if it's committing uh you know to move forward here that'll be a, it'll be a quick decision all right, so there it is. The uh, quick decision from uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so the question uh, then turns to how quick this decision will be made. Uh, are we still uh, whoa, still whoa. holding firm? There was, uh,
3: there, there was a lot there. Yeah. All right, let's, let's just break down a lot of things that were said. Um, for starters, did you, did you notice how – I mean, I don't think he mentioned Mark Murphy. No, he did not. Yeah. I mean, he basically mentioned everyone else besides Mark Murphy, who is their team president, who – you know, in deciding on anything, Aaron Rodgers always will play a role. He's taken on a more active role, uh, is at least what I heard since Ted Thompson left and Brian Gutenkunz took over. So um, there's that. Uh, I, I think it's interesting that he he the way he said it. I'm not gonna let yes. it drag on for months. Yes, is that kind of I'm a not. shot at, Is that kind of a shot? At, well, there's that right, and you could look at it that way. I was gonna say almost is that like a shot at Brett Favre. Now he let the whole thing drag on. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Why did that go on a little while? <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> Two off seasons? It's, it's, it's just interesting. And, and so I also wonder. to listen to him talk about all that. Like his decision is threefold. Because I think it's either he either decides to play or not, meaning he like if they win the Super Bowl, maybe he retires, sails off in the sunset. Or if he wants to play, Does he sit there and say, okay, now i got to figure out if I want to be here or somewhere else?
0: Hmm. I just, I've thought about this. If this season goes perfectly, he wins an MVP, they win a Super Bowl, does he decide we're good here? Like like I, I got a lot of other things going on. I'm interested in a lot of other avenues, uh, whether it's you know the Jeopardy gig or whatever else he's got going on. I went through enough crap with the COVID conversation, enough drama here, enough of the criticism. If if I if I win a Super Bowl, and this goes perfectly there's no better way to walk away from this. I, I think it's a long shot, but I just wonder how much that's entered into the conversation. is
2: Jeopardy over with?
3: Well, they already I, 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 I don't know.
0: I, who knows? I mean, who I watches Jeopardy? Mike Richards Jeopardy? got it.
3: The, the producer they've
2: got.
0: The uh, NHL player, Mike Richards? No. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, was,
3: he was the EP on the show. Uh, it's, it's been named the permanent host. See what that was?
0: Sure. That was me uh, flashing my NHL badge. How's oh, that? You geez. like that? Let me show you what I got here on Fox Sports Radio. How about you, that?
2: You know what I question? I, I question what Aaron Rodgers' motivations are. Because that will ultimately, in the end, drive what what his decision-making is going to be. If, if the things bother him if they truly bother him on the inside the way the the media treats him the way he's portrayed sometimes um i i think that he probably would be leaning more towards a decision that takes him away from that because of the career that he's had if all things went perfectly but then there's the other side of me that says you know, any any football player or any athlete that is has greatness in them that has, you know, exercised and exhibited greatness for for all to see. You have to have an ego. Like I, there's not an athlete. I don't care how kind of a heart he is or how sweet of a person that they may be. You have to have a healthy sized ego to be able to play at the level and do the things that you need to do to be great at what it is that you do. And and to me, I would lean more towards the fact that that's what Aaron Rodgers comes off as to me is a guy who has a healthy ego. That's why he's handled things the way that he's handled things in terms of his situation and how it applies to the front office and, and his future moving forward. Him saying that I won't, not we won't, not, this isn't a we thing, right? This is an I thing. I won't let this drag out. So whatever it's going to be, I'm going to dictate it as he, in his mind, believes he's been dictating it the entire time. So for me, look, looking at it, trying to look at it from a scope of how we could really look at what Aaron Rodgers intends to do, I think, for one, it's ego-driven. Which that's that's not that's not an insult or a slight on Aaron Rodgers. So even if they were to win the Super Bowl, for me, I think anything less than a Super Bowl. Which by the way, this sets up to be the best season, and it's in a while for them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I think that Aaron Rodgers enjoys that too much. He's he he was able to do the offseason the way he wanted to do it against all odds he could care less what people were saying he was he was off the grid and he came back when he was ready to come back and and then he ethered you know the front office when he came back for his first his first interview so i don't look at aaron Rodgers as this is a mic drop moment i just don't i think that he's having fun you guys just saw Devontae adams come out and say why would i not why would I not base what my decision is going to be? I'm playing with the best quarterback in the game. That was his quote. So, so if Aaron Rodgers decides to leave, then now what happens with Devontae Adams? He and, gone. and he's gone, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, I, I think that there is a lot of reasons that that Green Bay actually folds or yields or whatever it is that you want to call it that they have to do and they need to do, they're going to have to do it to ensure that there's not an epic implosion of mass proportion in Green Bay, Wisconsin, as yeah. Aaron Rodgers said it. They ain't coming there for anything else. They ain't coming yeah. there for the cheese, sorry. Yep. They ain't coming there for Lombardi's trophy yeah. and his I, I get that. I, I get all that. I, I
3: think it really comes down to this. Is he the type of guy that wants to go out on top? Or do you want to keep chasing it? Because he's going to win a number MVP, be back-to-back. You'd probably say they're a top-two team to win the Super Bowl. 100%. I would say Kansas City, Green Bay, and then maybe say Tampa, with no disrespect, they are the defending champs. I think when healthy, you got to throw them in there. I don't know if they will ever be healthy. So I would say, like, those are kind of the three teams that you hear everyone throwing around. But does he want to go out on top? Like, there's some guys who, hey, man, they, they want to go out, like, like, on top with the wind to say, hey, last time I did it, baby, back-to-back MVP. Super. There's some people who feel that way, to your point about ego, and then there's others who, like, want to chase it. And they're like, I'm going to do this thing until the wheels fall off, and it might not be pretty towards the end. It wasn't pretty watching Michael Jordan with with the Washington Wizards. I remember mean, his last I remember his was, last, last all star <laughs> game. Bro, they I kept feeding him the ball <laughs> to get that last second shot to like win it down the stretch. He probably missed like five times. I was like, damn, to say the same Mike. Like it never looks good the end. He played, two, he end. played was, every game
0: that season, yeah, though. I'll sure. give him credit.
3: Yeah. But the reality is it never looks good in the end. It never looks like it does. This is if it is the end for Aaron Rodgers, he'd be going out on a high note. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to argue there's anyone who's played better, at least when healthy, maybe over the past, what, five, six years than Aaron Rodgers has. So it it depends on how he views
2: that portion within his ego and what he wants for the rest of his life. I mean, he's not not young. I mean, I guess by by quarterback standard at 38, he's not – old yet either
0: well he missed the first three years basically because Favre was there so he d- he didn't play a whole lot so I think I think that's sort of you know maybe where you know his you're still
2: clock and knowledge though I mean just because you're not a starter you're still playing it still matters I mean you got to practice I mean you know I, I won't go as far as to say quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks are are people too like like kickers and punters <laughs> they work <laughs> In fact, they probably get just as much work as the starter because they're preparing the defense for the games all week. So they work. I I just I look at Aaron Rodgers as the type of guy where he's looking at who are the people these media people hate me and I love it. This is just me in my head, my Aaron Rodgers It. The media hates me, and I love it. But who do they love? They love Patrick Mahomes. They love Tom Brady. Well, those are his boys. Those are two dudes that you would say are his boys. He did the golf thing with, with Brady. He does the commercials, the State Farm commercials with Mahomes. I just think that Aaron Rodgers is on his own time and his own terms. I don't think he's going to do what everybody thinks he's going to do. I don't think he wants – to happen, what he thinks everybody thinks is going to happen. If he were to win the Super Bowl, I don't think he's like, yep, this is it. I want it. I'm out of here. I don't. I don't feel like that. That's where he's at, and and I don't think that he wants to leave the game with the media, even with the Super Bowl when having conversations that aren't aren't what he's dictating, in terms of how you talk about Patrick Mahomes in relation to him. How you talk about any quarterback for that. As it applies to in comparison to him, I think he's on, I think he's got a kill list, and I think he's going to continue to keep killing until he gets to a point of where he's tired of doing it. And I don't think that is going to be dictated by anybody. And, and here we go. Here's my end off. Here's my dismount and land. I think he's going. I I, I think he's going to do it as a Green Bay Packer. And when it ends, it's going to be as a Green Bay Packer.
0: That's, um,
2: that's what I think.
0: Brady mentioned the uh, last five-year run for Aaron Rodgers. Um, just look at the last three since LaFleur has gotten there. There's going to be a lot with Matt LaFleur coming up later on the show as far as the coach of the year goes. He's got 107 touchdowns and 13 picks. 107 touchdowns, 13 picks in three seasons. That's Unbelievable that is a crazy run that he's been on the past three years, coming off the disappointing season where McCarthy got fired, uh, then he was uh, you know, didn't only played and started seven games the year before, so he's been on a tear the last three years, and then we get to see how this whole thing plays out uh, It's two pros and a cup of joe, Fox Sports Radio LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR, if you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year, Discover accept- Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. All right. It's coming up next. uh, We have a, a major rejection, possibly a major rejection in the NFL. We'll get into all the details for you right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: It is uh, two pros and a cup of joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but not everybody had an EAS sponsorship, so you know not everybody yeah, could uh, yeah. get gassed up before they uh, I guess that came in high rack. school, right? Yeah, yeah so of course came. you did. Oh. A, little, a little NIL back in the day before yeah. NIL existed. Yeah, I wish. How about it? It is uh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. By the way, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. Now, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you Lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over, paid for by NHTSA. If you're listening to the podcast, we apologize. The song we were just uh, rocking out to was a uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, was it Bullet with Butterfly Wings? That's nice. Nice uh, little bit of poetry there. Uh, by the way, we got a, a coaching uh, rejection that we want to get to, but can we give a little bit of a uh, compliment to somebody? How about your co-host, Bob Stoops, Brady Quinn? Yeah. Getting it done last night. Breaking out a can last Damn night, Damn right, huh? man. They don't call a big game Bob for nothing. Hey, if that's the last game he coaches at Oklahoma, which I'm assuming it'll be, um, unless, yes. you know, somebody bails on him again. Then yeah. that's a that's a hell of a way to go out, and that's and I don't point. I don't know if you guys had gone to I don't remember if you guys had gone to Oklahoma or done a game in Norman this year with Bob. Yeah, Stoops we there. did two. We okay, did two. I think you guys did too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Nebraska
3: and Iowa State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I think it was those two that They're you did. Nebraska and Iowa State, right? Yeah. Is that what you heard. Was
0: it yeah. a Iowa State, Nebraska? It was. It's it Not in that in order,
3: correct. though, because Nebraska actually was earlier in the season. I'm so,
0: yeah. a huge uh, big noon uh, kickoff guy. Big Noon yeah. Boys, my favorite uh, band of all time. You know, before he's
3: called it something else, by the way, too. I'm, I won't say it on air when he's called it, but... Oh, wow. That last word you can play with a little bit, and uh, Jonas has called it pretty much every name in the book. Yeah, well,
0: so. listen, uh, one of them is, a, is just a classy uh, name to give <sighs> it in general. But when he goes Jonas. to Norman, when he goes to Norman, is he just a rock star there? Oh, we, yeah. So he oh, walks yeah. around, and they love him no matter what. He, so all this data was added on to the in lead. Iowa, too. Yeah, yeah. He, was he was
3: is... Um, yeah, he played at Iowa. So him okay. and his brothers, all his brothers, they all played at Iowa. He... Um, He has everything so well dialed in that you're like, oh, man, why would, you know, someone want to live in Norman, Oklahoma, which isn't far from Oklahoma City, by the way. But, like, why would someone who's made a bunch of money, been really successful, want to live there? It's like, well, when you see his setup, (laughs) it is amazing. It is legendary. I mean... He's got – now, he doesn't put his name on a bunch of stuff, but he's got a bunch of restaurants, and his house is absolutely amazing. Still has an office in the facility and everything else. I mean, he's – I mean, he really built up that program. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not saying this because I, I know Barry Switzer was, was a part of this as well, but it got to a point where, like, he really brought it to what it is today. Like, he was the one that helped them navigate what was the BCS, what was the college football playoff, and then get to today. And so him jumping in and doing what he did to help out his univer- university when they were in need, it just speaks to the man he is. And I mean, the one thing I knew, just watching, that, watching the game, but like watching the line before him, Oklahoma opened up as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, mind you, their leading tackler, Brian Osamoa, didn't play in the game. Nick Benito, who may be their best edge rusher, didn't play in the game. Isaiah Thomas, uh, Winfrey, two of their better defensive linemen didn't play in the game. I was not worried at all. That line even went higher to seven. People knew that big game Bob coming back. They'd break <laughs> out a can on Oregon, and and again, and what some people some people uh, there in, in Big 12 country call breaking out a can on that, that those soft ass West Coasters. But that's mm. that. I digress. <laughs> I digress. That was just some of the things being thrown around a little bit. Um, but you could tell that there was like momentum going into this. And I think because of if both teams losing their head coaches, it felt like Oklahoma had more stability going into this game than when you looked at Oregon, which, I mean, that season just really fell apart for that team fast. I mean,
0: they ran for 322. Like, they ran all over Oregon last night. I thought it was cool as well, too, when, you know, he brings on Brent Venables afterwards, throws him yeah. the uh, the visor. I don't know if Brent Venables actually wanted Bob Stoops' visor. Uh, he did. but uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, well, I mean. They're it, close. You know, yeah, all They're right. So, so there's that. So, uh, yeah. you know, passing of the torch there. So uh, good for Bob Stoops. Well, how about his nothing?
3: son catching the first, I believe, first touchdown pass? Drake Stoops, how cool of a moment was that? And I mean, then, it's not very often you get to coach your son and then see him do that in a bowl game. Yeah,
0: it was awesome, awesome moment for uh, Bob Stoops and uh, Brady Quinn's co. At least you know, uh, you know, you got just a uh, successful co-hosts all around you, man. I mean, uh, you know, the up on game network, <laughs> yeah, LeVar, yeah. Bob Stoops. Uh, oh, yes. You know, I don't know if you guys know the Jonas Knox show every Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Uh, I've listened to, to that, that show. Okay, yeah, I've yeah, listened to, to that big time. Uh, you know, heard across yeah. the country. Uh, all right, uh, we are uh, two pros in a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, there is a, a possible rejection, major rejection in the NFL from one coach. We'll get into that for you here on FSR. It's two pros and a cup of joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up 15 minutes from now here on FSR, there is um, somebody who's been a really hot prospect in the NFL, and he is pissed off. We will get into all that for you here uh, on FSR. Uh, right now, uh, let's have a conversation about uh, you know s- some reports out there. All right, some reports that came out yesterday regarding the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, head coaching search and uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, his name was obviously attached to it, and uh, one of the initial reports that came out, Calvin Watkins, who covers the uh, Dallas Cowboys, said that uh, you know Dan Quinn has uh, declined uh, to interview for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, head coaching job. Uh, then another report came out from uh, Tom Palacero that said that uh, Dan Quinn uh, just wants to wait until the uh, regular season is over and just focus on the Dallas Cowboys now uh, but uh, there's a, a lot of shenanigans we can have with the conversation but there's also maybe a level of concern as to what this does to the Cowboys and LaVar your guy sticks Micah Parsons I think he deserves a lot of credit for maybe some of the love that Dan Quinn is getting maybe what this does to Dallas moving forward defensively
2: well, I think you got to give credit to the entire unit. I think that when you have the one focal point, which that's what Micah Parsons has become, you have to have all all pieces to to equal the sum of of the entire whole. So you have to you have to look at what what Diggs has done. You have to look at what their defensive front has done. You you have to look at what you know Van Deresh and those guys have done as as a unit to turn them into a seventh rank unit. I mean, they they are leading the league in turnovers. They they are they are sh- like number 1 in in a few categories that I mean, interceptions they're they're one and sacks they're they're number 9, they're top 10. Um you know, to me just looking at where Dallas stands currently They are in the best condition, shape-wise, to win and contend, as everyone says, every year coming into the season. It's Dallas's year to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's their year to win the Super Bowl, but I will say this. This is the best we have seen Dallas look in quite some time that would lead you down the road of saying – you're more comfortable having the conversation that Dallas is actually indeed good enough to do so. So this this comes at a horrible time, if you ask me. This could disrupt. We saw how much this defense has struggled through the years. If Dan Quinn were to come and go after one year's time, I think just as much of an impact positively he had coming – I think it would be just as much destructive if he were going. I think sometimes we underestimate the the power of continuity, the power of trust, the power of understanding. We talked about it on power the show yesterday. Love. The power yeah. of love, and there we go. That, that's why I was about to end great with right song, man. We, we talked it. We talked about it. A, it is a great song. Karai Kid, by the way, if y'all didn't know, soundtrack. Um, you know, when you have a coach that really, really cares about you and and he believes in what you guys' capabilities are. Because largely in part, there aren't a ton of personnel changes on the team. It's not a ton. There were some key additions, but largely in part, a lot of the guys are still in place from those those defenses that struggled. So you know the power of what a coach can bring to the table – a fine coach, and that's what Dan Quinn has done. So while it's a a testament of the type of guy he is to be back up for a head coaching job so soon and so quickly, I still think that, man, it's it's a bad look for the the Cowboys if they were to lose Dan Quinn. So if they got to offer Quinn head coaching money to be a D coordinator, I think that they got to kick the tires on that and try not to lose him to another team. Here's the biggest issue. It's,
3: it's two DCs in two years. You know, you went with Mike Nolan, Mike McCarthy's first year, and then you end up moving on. Now you got Dan Quinn, and you're saying this is the formula. This is the guy that's helped, you know, put these guys in a position to succeed, Micah Parsons in particular. And now you find yourself in potentially losing him after one year. You know, you better feel really confident about whoever's going to come in and fill in those shoes, you know, fill in that void that's left behind. So that, that, to me, is the concern is much like a quarterback. When you deal with change year after year after year with an offensive coordinator, it's the same thing with defenses. Now you've got a different guy in there calling defense that may not gel as well with those players, with their personalities. He may not be able to teach them technique quite as well or oversee the entire operation as well and how he manages it throughout the course of a season with game planning. So that's the concern. Is if you're Mike McCarthy, you gotta be looking at your staff and being like, "Dang, dude, I lost. You know, I got rid of one because he wasn't doing good enough. Now I had one that was doing too good, and he left to become a head coaching job." And and, and by the way, Dan Quinn should, I think, when you think about all the you know potential candidates who are out there, he's one of those guys that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, he's been to a Super Bowl, unfortunately, didn't win it, and unfortunately for him, it'll probably be one that is, is probably never forgotten because of the comeback and all that. But at least as a regular season, he's still got a winning record as a regular season head coach, which a, a lot of people, you know, they might scoff at that cause he's not higher, but think about it. If you get a winning record as a head coach in the NFL, you're going to be scooped up quick for a second job or you're still coaching somewhere. You're not moving on that. That's, that's why Chicago, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Chicago this year because Matt, Matt Nagy still does have a winning head coach, you know, head coaching record, and does that organization get listen to the media do they get impatient do they say we don't have to go another year doing this and and make a move which it seems like that's where they're going even though other people might look out and go that dude's a hot commodity you know no 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 different than Doug Peterson you know when when you look at a guy who's won a Super Bowl who's out there now interviewing for head coaching jobs you know, Dan Quinn's kind of one of those guys that falls into it. Didn't win a Super Bowl, but got his team you know, to go there. and done a hell of a job with the Dallas Cowboys so far.
0: And I also think he deserves a little bit of credit because I, we, we can agree that was one of the most catastrophic losses. That Super Bowl they lost to, to New England is one of the most catastrophic losses, maybe of all time, as far as the lead, blowing the lead, all of that stuff. And so he gets labeled as this guy who had the epic collapse and, uh, you know, be concerned. He, he, he blew a couple of leads. Uh, the game against Dallas, where they had the Ouija board onside kick, they blew that game, and so it, it, like he had a, a sort of a negative connotation attached to his name afterwards. People forget the next year after they lost that Super Bowl, they went to the playoffs, they won a playoff game on the road at the Rams, and then they were in Philadelphia with a chance to win that game if not for uh, you know, a, a missed opportunity near the end zone, they had an opportunity to win that game on the road the year after they lost that Super Bowl to an Eagles team who went on to win a Super Bowl that year. Yeah. So it's not like it was just this complete and total collapse and they melted down and that was it. They did go to the playoffs and have some success afterwards well, and, coming off that loss. And
3: the two years after that, again, I'm not trying to you know, sit here and call it seven to nine records is what you want. But they go seven and nine in in back to back years after that point, and they were riddled with injuries. Hundred percent. I mean, Keanu Neal couldn't stay healthy. I I got the call a game. I think it was back in 2019, and I remember talking to him. They're like, "Yeah, we're playing with a bunch of backups." And and the problem is, when you understand Dan Quinn and how he looks at defense, like he ha- he has some key pieces. That he could put in some special positions, like a Micah Parsons in Dallas now. He had those pieces in Seattle. And so people think they run some simple vanilla scheme, but like he's got pieces that you know you need to have in order to be able to do what you do. Especially situationally on third down in red zone, those sorts of those sorts of areas. And and he was able to, you know, he wasn't able to do that in Atlanta. I mean, early on he was, when they were winning. Once they became decimated with injuries, like, yeah, I don't have the same guys to be able to do that offensively their offensive line was awful back then no running game matt ryan's getting teed off on that was when they started to invest more at least in first round draft picks on the offensive line but it never really paid off for them unfortunately and now we're starting to see even now you know they're still struggling and there's a there's that, that that's a rebuild right now uh even though matt ryan's still there you're seeing that with arthur smith
0: it's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, uh, there's a real hot commodity. This has been a rumor that's gone on tying the NFL to college football for a couple of years now, and he is pissed off. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth.
0: I That's a forgot. Different power you? of love. I feel like a horse's ass. I was thinking of the Celine Dion song.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Celine Dion. I was Dion. thinking of the one from Karate Kid. This is
0: <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is it. Huey, yeah, Huey, Lewis. Huey, Lewis. Huey yeah, Lewis. Back to the Future. Huey Lewis. That's Huey Lewis. the Come on
3: now. You were thinking Huey, Huey Lewis and no. your power of love. I, I was thinking
0: Celine Dion. What is wrong with you
3: two? There's only one power of <laughs>
0: love. That. It's by Huey Lewis. That's all that matters. Oh man. That is uh, – uh, I'm embarrassed. Come on, man. <laughs> I am embarrassed. I what is wrong Losers. with you two? Yeah, I, 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 swear to, I swear to Christ, I thought it was uh, the Celine a Dion coffee. song. Man, Celine I apologize. What's the, uh, name I of the song.
2: What's the name of the song in Karate Kid when he's running on the beach? You know, he's in Okinawa.
0: Oh, what? I don't I know. I thought
2: that was Power of Love, wasn't it?
0: I don't know. I just know the uh you're the best around. That's the only song I know That's from That's the there. first one. It's Joe Esposito who sings. So is that. this the second soundtrack? Uh yeah, my, that sounds like the second one. Isn't it Lavar Karate Kid 2? That's what yeah, he's it running the on. Yeah, was the second beach. one. Yeah. yeah.
2: I'll yeah. try to look it up. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now because I feel I, horrible that I messed that up.
0: Well, at least you messed up with Karate Kid. I went with Celine Dion. Uh, that pretty much exposed me on the show. Yeah. No, it's a great song, though. I'm not seeing
3: the power of love. There is a song called Okinawa. I mean, maybe that's no, it. not that.
0: It's something
3: <laughs> with love. Love theme from, love yeah, theme
2: yeah. from Karate the Kid thing. Part 2. I mean. Yeah, it's the thing.
0: By the way, you're listening to... What's two, it called, Brady? Uh, two pros just and a couple of Joe theme. here at That's Fox Sports Radio. Love theme. Oh, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Uh, just, uh, you know, rapping about sports uh, here on, uh, well, on Fox I'm Sports Berto Radio. i glad got
2: it correctly, you know. Yeah. I, I hate that I messed it up. That's all right. In my mind, I immediately heard that those pianos...
0: Right in my head, as soon as you guys said it. And I was <laughs> you wrong. You too, I was man. totally off. <laughs> Look... <I don't> <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks, Berto. Thanks. Uh, by the way, um, coming up in a little over uh, 10 minutes from now, uh, if you want to hear some awkward conversation between a star player and members of the media, oh, man. Uh, we got just the thing for you. We'll get into that here in a little I mean, over 10 minutes Isn't that every press conference? Yeah, but this one takes the cake. And then okay, there's uh, more, more information that comes out. Uh, by the way, do you think it's okay to drive stoned? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself if you've been using marijuana in any form. Do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI paid for by NITSA.
1: Sometimes you can't get to everything in the world of sports or entertainment. Good thing the guys are here to bring you in case you missed
0: it. By the way guys, in case you missed it, uh Brady Quinn's old buddy Matt Campbell. You know the guy who uh, what was his big thing this week uh My this year? Buddy. He didn't he didn't want to uh he didn't want to win. He said his
3: goal was not to win
0: the Big 12 yeah. championship. Yeah, why would he? You know, why, why why would he want to win the Big 12 After championship? After being there the
3: year before and losing in it. He said that was not his goal for his
0: team. Well, mm-hmm. uh listen, uh, if his goal was also to not win the it Bowl, congratulations because you lost that one too uh, as they fall to Clemson 20 to 13 last night but he was pissed off because he felt like at one point during the game uh, the cadence when, I, when uh, Iowa State was trying to, uh, you know, in a critical moment in the game, you know, trying to get some positive, uh, you know, stuff happen for their football team, the band, the Clemson band, apparently was firing off a couple of sounds. According to the coach, he was cursing at officials. He was pissed off about it. He was upset, uh, saying that they were messing with this cadence. So now Matt Campbell, uh, not only not interested in a Big 12 championship or a cheese it Bowl win, uh, is now pissed off at the Clemson band for playing their instrument during a, uh, during he gets one heated
3: at the refs. He does. Man. He, he, he does. Like you watch him throughout the course of the game, he'll get up in him. Like he does not hold back on those Careful. officials. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, let me just say this: Look, man, it's a neutral site game. Like you're not at home. You got to expect the expected. Prepare for the unexpected. Like have an adjustment. Change your cadence. Change up the snap. I mean, that's just how it works. And, and the reality is, they got beat. By a Clemson team that's more talented and didn't even have some of those stars even playing,
0: so. And also, has the uh, bloom sort of come off the rose? I think that's the uh, the term they use on Matt Campbell being an NFL prospect. Has that sort of is that ship sailed? Because that was a big talking. That's point that's not the his past couple of years.
3: That's like people looking at Matt Rule right now, and if they're questioning whether or not he should be a head coach, then they're being like, "Ooh, well." Like, it's still the stigma attached to college coaches and NFL coaches. Like, that that to me is why. Matt Campbell's a good coach at, at any level. I just, you know, I think it's still the stigma that's associated with a college coach.
0: Um, uh, guys, uh, in case you missed it here on Fox Sports Radio, I'm going to defend somebody. Uh, Baron Davis, uh, who's a former NBA player. Yeah. Um, you know, a good soundbite, good interview. Uh, he posted a picture of putting uh, tacos on his ketchup. And, uh, of course, he ketchup got... Ketchup on
2: his taco. Whatever.
0: That, that ah, too. Geez. Whatever whatever. I'm yeah. trying to say. I crossed the streams. I apologize. He you put got ketchup, it. No he put ketchup on his taco. Marcellus and Wiley uh, does that, too. Yeah, He got he got buried for it. And people have uh, been teasing off on Baron Davis because of it. Let me just say this. As somebody who grew up not understanding how ketchup's, how tacos were supposed to be eaten with hot sauce and everything that comes along again. with it, um, I did put ketchup on my tacos uh, for a long time. It's not the worst thing in the world. I want to defend Baron Davis here. Well,
3: that's because Ta- of ketchup. That's not because of the tacos. Yeah. Let me just say this. I have an apology. All right. Taco Tuesday, one year. LeBron was putting out a video eating tacos and wine. Let me tell you something. I've had, I've had tacos and wine. It's actually not a bad little deal putting together. I'm just I'm being honest. Yeah. Oh
2: so. my gosh. I'm not, I'm
3: not hating on that
2: either. That's uh, that's. Uh, a- why did it have to be rules to eat it? Is it isn't taco meat the same as burger meat? Just to season a little differently? Uh, It depends. Season season differently. It depends on what
0: household you're in. (laughs) Nah, man. (laughs) Ketchup,
2: hot sauce, who cares? Yeah, all right. Eat your taco. taco. It's all the same meat. I like a taco.